All right, Football Monday, we can jump right into headlines here with Solana for the 3 o'clock hour, and then we'll talk with Brady Quinn. We haven't spoken with him in a long while, and uh, we got a lot uh, lot to get to still. So uh, let's do headlines here with Alejandro Solana. Sports update, it's driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know Trucks, I'll start with the Miami Dolphins. This is pretty cool news. Tyreek Hill, named to the 2022 Pro Football Riders of America All-NFL team. All right, that is good news. Earned it. As far as the Dolphins' defensive coordinator search, there was this report uh, that I think one of you had sent to our group chat, and per Josina Anderson, Dolphins are giving, quote, strong consideration into hiring Vic Fangio, Fangs. That's a uh, show favorite, and certainly <laughs> if we get him on the air, we would have to bring Josh Appel on to sit in and do the interview with us. <laughs> I bet he hates that nickname. <laughs> no, I bet he loves it. Fang's a good nickname. I just, I just, uh, it's, well, it is kind of aggressive. So yeah, maybe he Fangs. Likes you like a football player? Fangs. Hey. Uh, and then this from Ian Rappaport. He tweeted this earlier today. The Dolphins are planning to interview. Linebackers coach Anthony Campanile for their vacant defensive coordinator job this week. A source said he's a former longtime college coach at Michigan and Boston College, and he writes Campanile has impressed in Miami. All right. I want an old guy, man. I don't want Chan Gailey Hawk, but I want an old guy. It is strange that you have that approach with this coordinator position when we just went through that with a different coordinator a couple seasons ago and you couldn't get rid of them fast enough i just keep going back to having three delay of games in a row in a playoff game when you're driving to win it i just, I just mm-hmm. want some mm-hmm. i want some age in the building hawk i don't i just want age what if uh, mike mcdaniel had broken out uh, at the end of the game the play that uh mike mccarthy broke out the Cowboys last night. I mean, that wouldn't he have would, been any better. He would hear about it the next time I see him, and it would be with cuss <laughs> words involved. Worst play, worst football play I've seen in a long time. No exaggeration. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I, I literally was cackling on my couch as I watched that, only because the lead up to it was so long. It was just it. It could not have played out any better <laughs> because. I mean, the moment he snaps the ball, Ezekiel Elliott is on his back seeing birdies. And, and like, he's one of their only offensive threats at that point. CeeDee Lamb is really good. I, I, I am a huge fan of CeeDee Lamb. But Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know. Like, again, I don't know what the concept is behind him being the center on that play. But he is on his back seeing birdies. And the, I don't even know who the pass went to. But Dak barely got the pass off. And then the, the receiver is on the ground. Have you ever seen a lateral play where they are unable to get a single lateral off and five players are injured? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. It was great. And to your point, they had about three minutes to figure this out. Because it yeah. was all those reviews. Okay, guys, bring it in here. Bring it here. Zeke, you go to center. What happened? Right there, it would have stopped with me, Hawk. What was he playing? <laughs> You're talking about our running back and Pollard's out? <laughs> I just want to make sure we've got the right Zeke here. <laughs> so Zeke's at center. Hey, fat guys, you go out by the sideline. We're going to get him with this one. 
right. We're going to confuse him here. We're going we're to have – how many laterals do you think we'll get in, Coach? I figure with this formation, we're good for six or seven laterals at least. <laughs> Hike, boom, boom. <laughs> Whistle. <laughs> nobody to block the rushers and nobody to pitch the ball to. So Come on, funny. Coach. <laughs> Not a single lateral. It was unbelievable. McCarthy's gone. McCarthy has to be I, gone. Has to be. I actually didn't hate the play design as much as you two. Obviously, the execution was dumb, but you get all your linemen out to the side. That way they can block. You just have to complete the pass in a, it, <laughs> yeah, but, in a hey, spot where – Hey, 5 alarm. What happened? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Almost 3.07. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I just I forgot. There's nothing else left to say. Like Unk, like Shannon Sharp today. I apologize. That's on me. All right. Fair enough. I didn't hate it though. I kind of like the play design. I'm not even joking. I mean, you 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 step up there as a defensive player, Crowder, you must be thinking, what the hell are they doing? You've never seen like, something like that. Like it's so out no, of left that's field. what he that's what he said at two o'clock though. You know, if it's a uh fourth and one in the second quarter, you might because you're in a regular defensive alignment, you might say, Huh, I don't know what's happening here. Am I in a wrong position? Are they gonna gain the one yard? But when you're fifty yards off the line of scrimmage, you don't care if they come to the line with no pants on. Like what what's the difference? You're not you're not like you're not going to fool them in that situation because the only thing they're doing is guarding the end zone. You get you get that reception behind the blockers and I think they can make something happen. But Dak threw it to the only guy he couldn't throw it to, which was a guy with a defender because right in Because he had no face. chance to throw it to anyone else because there was no one blocking for him except Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott who was on his back. <laughs> Solana, Mm-mm. this is this isn't a good way to go with this one. That was the dumbest play. Who, Solana? To your point, I see what you're saying. It's like it's like a set a screen already being set up. There's a, a receiver behind it. There's three linemen in front of him. How do you get the ball to that man from the middle of the field? <laughs> I I see what you're saying. I just think that it, there's something there. That's all I'm saying. There, there's something to that play. Yeah, yeah. there's something Un- there. The worst play in NFL history. <laughs> and unemployment's there. <laughs> Somebody's getting unemployed because of that call, Zalana. I mean, honestly, just it was so dumb. It, it was it was hard to believe what you were watching. <laughs> we'll see when the all twenty-two comes out. You know, we'll dive in. We'll we'll, we'll check it out. <laughs> all right, no dive. Good point. <laughs> Um, so your conference championships are set. The Eagles, they'll host the 49ers 3 p.m. on Sunday, and the Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Okay. Is that it? Two-and-a-half? Two-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. I like them. Mm. Yeah. Right? That I, seems you know, like a faulty line to me. <sighs> them damn Niners are good, though, Hawk. On the road in, in Philadelphia with Brock Purdy, I, again – I, I, I have not believed in him since he came in against the Dolphins, yeah. and he's proved me wrong every single week. Um, but, man, this is the Eagles in the conference championship game in Philly. And, and Niners are good, but, man, I, I like that matchup there. 
I just uh, low scoring because San Francisco's not giving. I think they're giving up like 14 points a game or something crazy. It's going to be a close game. This this line is going to be decided, I think, within the last two, three minutes of the game. Hmm. So it's going to be a tough one. And the Bengals will be in Kansas City to play the Chiefs. That's a 6.30 p.m. start time on Sunday. So I don't have a spread for that game on the it's site that one, I use. It's KC minus one. Hmm. I like the Fancy. Bengals. I like the Bengals. Love the Bengals. Yeah. To beat them twice in a row. I know Mahomes is a little banged up. Mahomes but. is – I mean, he couldn't walk, dude. That I can't imagine that that gets looser during the week. I would imagine it gets more painful and tighter. Yeah. And and it's funny. You talk about already beat them, like beat them twice in one year. But they've beat them three times in a row. That whole split – I believe in your split. Home, home and away, your split in the season. We do it a lot with the Patriots down here. But when you beat somebody three times in a row with the same team, you're just better than that team. And now Patrick Mahomes is hurt. I don't think – honestly, I Cincy, put, put the house on Cincy. All right, some other uh, news around the NBA. The Lakers completed a trade. They're sending Kendrick Nunn, our old friend, and yeah. three second-round picks to the Wizards for Rui Hachimura. Okay. So, there you go. He, he's black. Kendrick Nunn, he is. I can confirm that. No, Rui Hachimura. <laughs> he is. I, I believe you. <laughs> they had a whole special on him. I watched on ESPN a couple months ago. <laughs> uh, moving on. The Heat beat the Pelicans yesterday. But that was the whole point of the special? It, it seems like uh, I, I, where do you, I, I feel like you, if that's the whole, like, it's kind of – it's right there. Oh, because I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all. They just played that song for 30 minutes. I'm blackity, 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 black, y'all. They, they played that behind the scenes the whole time. No, like something where he like he was raised overseas. Like it was a you know feel good story. But yeah, like when I heard his name and I looked at him, I'm like, damn, he looks like my cousin. Hmm. Who was that hosting? Uh, Jim Gray to break that one down. <laughs> They call me Little Jim Gray sometimes. So. Never. The Heat beat the Pelicans 100-96. They host the Celtics 7.30 p.m. tomorrow. You guys see uh, Kyle Lowry like won the game for the Heat yesterday? Yeah, all of a sudden he's a, he's a big-time scorer. He's a closer out of nowhere. <laughs> what about Jimmy's haircut? You guys like the man bun? Uh, I happen to like a man bun. I liked when you had that little swirl at the top of your hair. It wasn't a swirl. It was a man bun. I, I had a man mm, bun. <laughs> it was more of a swirl. It was like a, was like a little rascal swirl. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't working for me yesterday. I'll be, I won't, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't like it because I used to date a girl that had that haircut. Had a man <laughs> bun. No, I, I did see a lot of... Call it uh, a woman bun when it was on. Yeah. I did see a lot of uh, comparisons to a woman's bun for whatever Jimmy was rocking yesterday. I did see that. Yeah. I happen to like it, and the Heat won, so keep it going, Jimmy. All right. The Panthers will play the Rangers tonight, 7 p.m. puck drop in New York. You'll hear the game right here on 560 WQAM with Doug Plagans on the call. Canes Hoops, they lost a tough one by two in Duke on Saturday. They've dropped to number 20 in the latest AP poll. They're 6-3 and three now 
in conference play, 15-4 and four overall. They'll play at FSU tomorrow, 7 p.m. But if you had Miami plus six, you cashed that ticket. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's go. All right, guys, your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, youraccidentattorneys.com. Call them, 866-954-MORE. Right now in South Florida, it is partly cloudy. It's in the upper 70s, low 80s right now in South Florida. Tonight, the lows will be in the upper 60s. That is your weather. All right, Brady Quinn is going to join us next. We'll talk some football with him. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day to you, my young lass, Brady Quinn. Hawk and Crowder. Brady Quinn can be heard nationally every morning on Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of joe. The other pro on his show being LeVar Arrington. It's a very good show. Um, you can see him during college football season, you know, on Fox Sports on Saturdays. And every now and again, you can find him having lunch with me at a random Duffy's location in South Florida. Our friend Brady Quinn is on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Hello, Brady. Hawk, it happened one time. and It'll never happen again, as I've continued to say, and I will for the rest of my life. Somehow I won the bet but lost in the end. Yeah, I feel like we need a uh, a second uh, get together. I, I feel like it uh, it went well, and both of us have been thinking about it ever since. Hard pass. It's a hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> feel like I'm wearing them down, Crowder. Do you sense a little uh, softening of the attitude? I do. Oh yeah, he's he's <laughs> flying you in soon. <laughs> well, I think he's here. Um, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, let's start, let's start with the, uh, with the chiefs and his injury. Um, I, I was surprised that he was able to play. I loved the fact that he wanted to gut it out. You know, I don't want to be, uh, (laughs) Mr. Macho guy because I'm not, but we're at this place in professional sports where anyone who tries to play through any injury, like if there's a, a drip of blood on someone's knee, you know, somebody's outraged that he's trying to play. I love the fact that he was angry that he was taken out. I love the fact that he came back and played, but, uh, you played, you know, professional sports and, and, uh, sports your entire life. Can he be effective this coming Sunday? Yeah, he could be effective. I mean, look, he's probably one of the few quarterbacks who has the arm talent and ability to generate velocity and accuracy with the football with just using his arm and his upper torso. Like, that's what has always made him so unique as a talent is the fact that he doesn't have to have his feet set properly. He doesn't have to be running the right direction to throw the opposite direction. He's got all of that. The question becomes, you know, how mobile and how close to 100% he will be. You know, Andy Reid talked about the fact that the uh, the high ankle sprint's not as bad as the one he had to deal with back in 2019. Um, and, and I do think you have to give the Chiefs credit. Their offensive line played well last week when he got banged up and he, and he became kind of a sitting duck back there. So uh, they'll have to play well again. I think they'll have to do something, too. They don't really like to you know, that's, that's run the football. They actually may have to they start out running the football and not, you know, taking some of the pressure off his shoulders. But um, he's a tough guy. Everyone knows that now. But I am glad you pointed out the fact that it seems like even with a hangnail now, someone's going back under the medical tent and it's just all all that's changed in in today's game. Like, it used to be back in the game, guys would be playing concussed. They'd be playing with all kinds of stuff. They wouldn't want to tell anyone because they were so concerned about being taken out and losing their job or someone using it against them in a contract. Like, I remember the Combine sitting there talking to guys – 
go to all these different medical rooms, you just lie to every doctor's face. You know, they'd be like, man, you're, you're missing some stuff in there. You'd be like, what are you talking about, man? I've never gotten hurt. Played every single game, you know? You'd be making up stuff left and right. You know what? Actually, my mom told me I was born without a PCL. It's weird. It's just a genetic defect. But our family, we don't have PCLs. So if you don't see one in there, that's probably why. It actually sounds like George Santos now that I think about it. There's, a, there's some similarity. Oh, that's right. I never missed a game in my life. <laughs> You've had two ACLs, right? No, 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 no. Your doctor said you had two ACLs, Crowder. Ooh, is that two? Mm. <laughs> two? <laughs> Let me get back to you. It's a loose number. Let's <laughs> not lock in yeah. this, too. Then you, then, you, then you turn around and make it more impressive. Like, well, I started with four. How many do I have? I've got none. I tore a boat. <laughs> Imagine that. I was blessed. Who, who with a hobble Mahomes, who's, a, who's the best quarterback in this AFC championship game? Because I don't think it's a flat-out Mahomes is the answer if he's healthy. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Joe Burrow. and it's, it's been Joe Burrow to me, really, um, since Halloween. You know, if you go and look at the hottest team in the NFL, well, there's two of them. One's the 49ers, and the other one's the Bengals. I believe the 49ers' last loss was like the week before uh, Halloween, and then Cincinnati lost on Halloween, and that's it. They've won ever since then. So uh, they're the two hottest teams taking on the two best teams in each respective conference. Uh, but the reason why the Bengals are there is because of Joe Burrow. Look, I'm telling you right now, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I said at the start of playoffs, He's playing the best football right now. Uh, he's accurate. He's smart. He's tough. Uh, he's got the ability to extend plays. Um, but to me, it's just the way he leads, too. He's just got this demeanor, this poise about him where, you know, he's got all these different nicknames. You can, I just call him Joe anytime, anywhere, because that's, that's what he'll do. He'll play you anytime, anywhere, and he's going to beat you. Like, that's his mindset, and that's what, how I think that team walks into Buffalo walks into KC, walks anywhere they need to to go get a win. I think this is the year they get back to the Super Bowl after making it last year and finally win it. How about uh, Brock Purdy, though? How, how rare is it to be doing what he's doing? You, you can speak on it because you played quarterback in the NFL. To, to be a third stringer, we saw it here in the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson, but to, to come in, not have any kind of advance notice, you know, it was against the Dolphins, and then seemingly – get better every week and be in full command of an offense and now be in a conference championship game. Like this, this is the rarest of rare birds. No. Uh, I mean, I think Tom Brady might fall into that category too, but um, you know, <laughs> True. Brock Purdy, but he wasn't even a third he, stringer. He, he was a second stringer. Well, yeah, but he started as a third string, just moved his way up, you know, for, for Purdy, you know, he's the guy who moved his way up to injuries too. But I, I think the, the greater point is, Look, he was a very mature, wise young man who played a lot of football at the college level. And I, I think there's something to be said for a guy who, you know, didn't come out earlier than he maybe could have. Um, he actually, I, I want to say, had a better year two years ago in college football before this last season and probably could have come out and chose to come back for an additional year. And that growth, that maturity, even though it may not have paid off where he got drafted since he was drafted as Mr. Irrelevant, it's obviously playing off on the field as we see him as he leads them. And it's incredibly difficult, I think, to, to jump in that position and do what he's doing. You know, most critics will say, well, can't, doesn't everyone excel in Kyle Shanahan's system? And there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, hell, Matt Ryan had his best year. You go through any quarterbacks that a Pro Bowl year, Matt Schaub, 
Uh, I mean, hell, Nick Mullins even got traded for this year as a backup just because he balled out when he got his opportunity in Shanahan's system. I mean, literally, it feels like everyone plays really well in that system, and you could probably put a lot of guys in his shoes, and they'd be able to operate it well, too. But that being said, I think you're underestimating the amount of pressure that's on his shoulders because he is that one-week link. You know, he is that rookie that everyone's doubting, everyone's looking and saying, can he do it, right? We, we know how many all-pros you've got. Like, we know you've got McCaffrey and Debo and Trent Williams and George Kittle and all these guys on offense that have been former all-pros. But, like, can you do enough to facilitate them, get them in the right play, get them the football? And he's done that so far. I think what stood out this week – when Dak, who was the elder statesman of the group in regards to age and just experience, you know, at this point in the playoffs, he was the one that made the bone, you know, bre- uh, breaking mistakes. It wasn't the rookie. It wasn't Brock Purdy. So there's something to be said for not necessarily having to win the game, but just not necessarily losing it either. And he's played well enough to be able to do that so far. And Brady, it's something been going on for years with me and Hawk and myself. I don't think Dak is that good. Like, his numbers are good. That he, he can get a team to the playoff, obviously. We just watched it. But I don't think – I think if he was in Tennessee or Carolina, he would not get the attention that he's getting because he's a Cowboy. Are you a Dak fan? Because I don't think he's really all that damn good. Well, I'm a fan of him because I think he checks a lot of boxes. I think he's a good guy. I think he does and says all the right things. The reality is, though, is he amongst the, the Burroughs, the Josh Allens, the uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jackson when he's healthy, the – you know, Jalen Hurts even to a degree where he's out there and continue to get better and better the more he plays. Like, you start to put you start to put these quarterbacks in tiers or categories. The difference is, like, all those guys I just mentioned, they can win despite what their team doesn't have. The problem with Dak is, like, he can't win even with what the team has. <laughs> and, and that's a problem. And, and, look, the truth is that's the majority of quarterbacks in the NFL. You've got guys who are going to raise the level of everyone out around them. And those are the rare runs. Those are the Tom Brady's. Those are the Aaron Rodgers, the Drew Brees, the Peyton Manning's, the guys I just mentioned. Then you've got kind of everyone else who you got to have a team around you. And, and, and some of those guys showcase flashes or showcase, you know, time like Kirk Cousins has been incredibly consistent and has gotten to a certain point. Um, but, but they need more around them in order to be able to be successful and for them to have, you know, a certain, uh, you know, certain amount of success. And then you got other guys who are just trying to hang on and hopefully they can play well enough not to uh, get kicked out of the league or be in the league long enough to make a little money. So, and that, look, that could go for probably every single position. But I think quarterback, we tend to focus on a little bit more. We tend to see the, the great and, and the bad and everything in between uh, more than anything else. I, I want to ask you where Tua falls in that uh, hierarchy, but I really want to know, since we're talking about the Cowboys, were you surprised that the final play didn't work yesterday? Because that, that seemed genius. <laughs> Yeah, that seems to be their uh, their mo now. Like, let's get to the, the end of the game where we've got a shot to do something and just blow everyone's mind. Like, I I I think last year's was actually worse, only because they they had a legitimate chance to throw a hail mary, and right. instead they wanted to get what ten twenty yards closer to throw like a last second play. Like that was going to make a difference. Um, that one did surprise year, everyone, like, though. The the running play did surprise everyone. This one didn't seem to surprise anybody. <laughs> what what surprised me was like San Francisco called a timeout and was like, okay, let's just make sure we like we understand what they're doing. And when Dallas came back out, I was like, oh, they're really going to do this. Like they're really going to have Zeke <laughs> shocking the ball back, and obviously he's going to be there for some laterals around. But I kept thinking to myself, why even have the offensive lineman out there? 
it's not like San Francisco had their D-line out there, too. You might as well put in all skill players, like every running back, wide receiver, <laughs> tight end you've got, DB, whoever's athletic. Like, get them all out there. Shouldn't those be the guys that are out there? Like, at that point, you're not really focused on blocking like a, the D-line. You don't need these big offensive linemen. So even the play design, I was like, this is stupid. But um, then again, it's Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys, and I can't wait to see what the hell they end next year. I mean, we know they're not going to the NFC Championship game, so we know it's going to end sometime before that. It's been, what, 27 years, 28 years since they've been in the NFC Championship game? So I just can't wait to see how they're ending next year. Yeah, or the fact that there were two guys rushing Ezekiel Elliott at center and nobody there to block them, and they thought that was no problem, no check, no nothing. It was – Brady, it was the worst play I've seen called in a football game in my life, probably. I don't know about that. That fake punt by the Colts. Do you remember that one? Where like that was awesome. That, <laughs> that one was, was about as bad as it gets. We were like, I mean, obviously, like what's crazy about this? At no point did Dan Quinn not look what the offense was doing because like Mike McCarthy said they practiced this and clearly didn't go out of it worked. It's like yeah. We know, Mike. Obviously, that didn't go the way you hoped it would go. <laughs> but at no point did Dan Quinn not look over and go, hey, Mike, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Like, this is how I defend it. Like, did you not talk to your defensive staff or anyone else? Or did you just walk through it and think, like, well, oh, I, yeah, this will work, or this will get the crowd, this will get the play started? Crowder had said it earlier in the show today, which made sense. You know, if it's fourth and one and you're in the second quarter and maybe you catch them off guard with a crazy alignment and and they get someone out of place. But in that situation, all they're doing is playing 50 yards back and it really doesn't matter what you're doing on the line because they're ready for lateral. Like it 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 made no sense because well, how could you what what would you fool them on to to come forward? Like it didn't <laughs> none of it made any sense. Well, I think what they were trying to set up for is the ability to throw to the outside, uh, back across the field, and find a way of you know, getting like a convoy up one of the sidelines eventually by spreading them out like that and keeping the linemen out there. The problem with that thought is, is you overlook the most like, initial, like, most important part. That's, you have to get the play started. Like, like, <laughs> the weakest part of this entire thought was the guy who shotgunning it back and the fact that – if that guy gets bowled over and the guy you're throwing to gets absolutely kneecapped, you don't have a play. So they, they, I think they thought about like everything else other than the actual start of the play too much, and they missed the most important part. It's like at some point you have to actually start the play, but it never really got started. Oh, I was howling. It reminds me. I told you Zach Thomas used to call, like just t- tell coaches their crap doesn't work all the time. And some coach, we were playing the Chargers, and he was like, yeah, we're sending the three backers. The nose guard's going to drop back, and he's going he's gonna to shadow the back. And it was LaDainian Tomlinson. And, we, and Zach looked up like, coach, so we're going to have Paul Stolei on LaDainian Tomlinson? Not going to work, coach. And damn, Paul Pascaloni's goofy tail continued to try to run it until we saw it at practice and was like, yeah, this is a stupid idea. So to your point, Brady, somebody should have checked McCarthy and said, this is stupid stuff. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, we see this stuff from time to time. And, like, in that game, one of the things that blew my mind was, did you see the play Fred Warner made over the middle? When he was – like, he wasn't even in the A-gap. Like, he was on the left side of the offensive formation, like, in the B-gap, like, mugged up like he's threatening the blitz. And then he drops out to the right side of the formation, the number three receiver who's running an inside seam. 
and broke up that pass over the middle, I was like, God, like, no, I don't know many backers who could do that sort of thing that can actually cover that much ground and are fast enough to be able to cover a wide receiver down the middle of the field. Like, there are times when, like, you see that stuff and you go, yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. But when you're like San Francisco and you have that sort of talent, speed, and athleticism, like, you can run some crazy stuff now. So I, I think it's more yeah. maybe David on Mike McCarthy because it seems like Kyle Shanahan and, and, and D'Amico Ryan's get away with some other stuff with the uh, personnel they have. Yeah, I didn't raise my hand when you asked that question, whether the linebacker could cover the damn three <laughs> on the all-goal. I, that wasn't my specialty there, Brady. <laughs> that was a hell of a play, though. Warner's a dog. That, that, that man can play linebacker. linebacker. specialty. I mean, there's not many linebackers who can, who can do what Fred Warner was able to do. So he, he's special. Yeah. Brady Quinn is with us. You're a Fox employee. One of your uh, broadcast brethren, Shannon Sharp, was involved in an incident Friday night at the Lakers game. Did you have any thoughts on that as you were watching that over the weekend? Uh, yeah, I did. So my thought was um, that the NBA is going on right now, and the biggest storyline is about a pro football Hall of Famer getting into it with a basketball team on the, on the side or before the game and one of your star players' dads. Like, that's the state of the NBA. I mean, <laughs> this league couldn't be at a worse point in regards to viewership and consumption. And just, like, that's your storyline. Like, that's, if, you're, if you're talking NBA today, that's what a lot of people are referencing or talking about. Meanwhile, LeBron's about ready to break the all-time scoring record. You've got some other interesting, really you know, great young players and trade deadlines coming up, so potentially you know, guys being moved around, um, all that. But yet, that's the headline. It's, just, it's sad to see what's happened to the NBA. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a, a football junkie and I love NFL and college football. I used to love watching the NBA, too. You know, I used to love watching the game when you saw guys do the things that like, most people can't do the way they'd fly through the sky and, like, Vince Carter back in his prime and all that stuff. It wasn't just a dunk contest. Like, that happened on, a, on like, weekday nights. And the game's become so spread out and so much about three-point shooting, and there's just no defense anymore the way it used to be. It's just – it's tough to consume. And so, yeah, that's, that's my thought on it is, like, it's, 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 it's a football player that's making headlines in the NBA, and he's not even active, and, and that's, that's the state of the NBA right now. But how, why, why the hell is Shannon heckling people? I thought hecklers were for 14-year-olds, Brady. They're heckling a grown-ass man? You're a grown-ass man. You're 50-something. I feel like that some days. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know Shannon that well to know any backstory. I know he apologized from it and all that. And Skip actually didn't interrupt him, which was shocking, considering <laughs> what a clown Skip is. Um, so that was good. But, no, I mean – Again, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really just don't care. <laughs> like, all that stuff. Like, yeah. if people want to fight, argue, bicker, heckle, whatever, let, like, let them go do it, man. Like, that's, that's, for them to, that's for them to care about. I have no idea what it was about. Could have been that important. So, do you, uh, do you care at all that today is National Pie Day? Oh, uh, now here's my question Does chicken pot pie count? It's a great question. Mm. It's a great question because we always mm. think dessert pies, right? But there are yeah, you're thinking of like apple pies. pie, pecan pie, pumpkin so pie. So I think chicken pot pie would definitely count. Is that uh, is that one of your go to meals? I just think it's it's like a really a low key, 
awesome underrated meal. Like when you get a great chicken pot pie, like one of our neighbors was nice enough to bring us one as like a holiday gift. And he's like, you got to try these. They're like the best we've ever had. He was not lying. Like we then turned around, saved the box, sent them to like other people because it was so good. And I'm like, there's just something about a chicken pot pie when they're like that good. Now, but there's a big variance between like the best chicken pot pie and like bad chicken pot pie. Like chicken pot pie will have you like on the toilet the next day for hours. So you got to be careful. <laughs> but if you find what, the right chicken neighbor, pot pie, what, what neighborhood do you live out. in? Like Mayberry? Who's bringing a chicken pot pie over to their neighbors? We got really friendly neighbors. You know, uh, Tony Fasano, Anthony, as some people used to call him. He, he's, he's in the neighborhood. Lives Jeff Darlington's not too far away. Uh, I try to hit golf balls at his house a decent amount. Usually I'm when he's on ESPN. In that neighborhood, man. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't know. Like I, I thought he'd be registered as like a sex offender by now, but that hasn't happened. So. <laughs> Darlington lives down here too. Darlington got money. Hey, apparently so. If he's living in the neighborhood with Fasano and Brady Quinn. Well, my neighbor about brought a dessert- me the pie. It's way more money than all of us. He sold a company, so that. That's that's the thing is you get out of playing football and you're like, man, you meet some of these people who are like, oh, what have you done? Oh, I sold a company. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe I should. What about done a that. Uh, <laughs> what about a dessert pie though? I was saying to Crowder, to me, one of the great pleasures is a cup of coffee at a diner, like a a grisly cup of coffee at a diner and a piece of pie. So I can go two two ways on this. All right, I've got. Pumpkin pie, which during Thanksgiving, that's that's the tops for me. Like to finish off a nice Thanksgiving meal, but key lime pie is near and dear to my heart because my mom loves key lime pies. So when I was a kid, I remember like you try it and it's got that kind of that tanginess to it, and you just you'll never forget the first time you tasted it. So mm. usually, if you're at a good spot, right, you go somewhere down the Keys. They got great key lime pie. Well, I want to say there's a spot in Isla Morada that's got great key lime pie. Um, but usually I'll grab it there, and that's, like, always reminds me of my mom. Uh, she's still here, but it's just, you know, she doesn't live close to us, so it's it's a nice reminder. Brady, are you lying to us? Because I don't think you eat dessert. Well, that's the oh, thing. is like I, we I, know I he doesn't. That. I mean, yeah. Come on. you got to have a little fun. you got to have a little sweet every once in a while, you know? It, it offsets it, the weird experiences I experience when, when Hawkins around. But do you still <laughs> you still don't snack at all? No snacks? No. I, I just, we've gone over this. Like, I'm well, I thought maybe you're getting guy. older. Like, you're, you're getting older and fatter no, than the rest of us. You know what it is? You're the type of guy that dips your toe in the water. You know, you. I want a snack. I'm just, I'm just going to dip my toe in the water a little bit. Like, I'm not, all or nothing. Like, I'm either in or I'm out. So I'm either eating a meal or I'm not eating at all, you know? Huh. He has a great Hawkman. Oh, man, I want a snack. I do, but I want a snack all day long. Give me some pretzels. I love this. Give me some, oh. give me some chips or some pretzels. You know, oh, like, what's the best. <laughs> what's better than going it's to like... a commercial break and, and having five minutes to, you know, have a few uh, barbecue chips? I mean, how is, that, how is that not what a great part of your day? You're putting a Band-Aid on it. Your, your, your body's telling you you need fuel. Like, go get a protein shake or something. Does that count? No, but I'm not, protein I'm not hungry counts. when I eat these snacks. I just like the way that it tastes. Does that count, mm. a protein shake? Not really. I mean, like, do you snack like a human ever? No. I, I think mm. they're disgusting, to be honest with you. Like, a, like a, some pistachios. <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> I think he doesn't snack, Hawk. I think it's pretty much set. 
Well, how do you like? How do you watch a, a hockey game at night? You, you don't have a, a box of cheese. You, you have a beer. <laughs> is, that, is that a snack? I mean, can you watch hockey without drinking a beer? I uh, I can. Like it's more to. more important for the nachos for me. But anyway, what about what about like candy, like Skittles or Starburst? You uh, eat them I'm, after I'm, a meal. I'm, I'm an ice cream guy. I'm not a candy guy. I've always liked ice cream. Like for the for the end of time, grew up drinking milkshakes. Loved ice cream. That that's that's more of the deal. If I'm eating sugar, it's gonna be ice cream. Knock down a whole pint. Yeah, you go buy Killins, man. I mean, every once in a while, I'll, I'll get on Grader's website and order some Grader's from Cincinnati, Ohio, down here to be shipped down. But you can get them in some of the grocery stores, but if, if it's local, it's got to be Killins. Hmm, Killins is good. I'll give you that. Oh, get, like, a pound of fudge. I mean, you, you can't. A pound of fudge. You can't walk in that place and not not, not leave with something. You know, you, you got to get something there. It's the greatest smelling place in all of South Florida, Killins. Why don't they bottle that and put it in a cologne? <laughs> I'm going to wear that big, to our next lunch. You're going to get a big woman. <laughs> I'm going to put two Kilwins, uh, two Kilwins slices of fudge under my uh, arm. People trying to bite you. People trying to lick you and stuff. Now I found the secret. Hey, never there mind. you go. Brady Quinn from Fox Sports and uh, our friend on National Pie Day. Thank you, Brady. Yeah, enjoy the pies, everyone. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere to get one, unfortunately. Is key lime pie one of your favorites, Crowder? You mentioned key yeah. lime pie. It is my favorite pie. I love it. What about a chicken pot pie? I ate them a lot as a kid. Haven't eaten them since I was a grown up. Grown up. Solana, you like chicken pot pie? I don't think I've ever had chicken pot pie. Really? What is I it? I think it's an older person's thing. I don't think young people have chicken pot pie, do they? What's in it? Um, <laughs> Chicken. Vegetables. Oh, yeah. Chicken, gravy, and vegetables in a pie crust. Mm. No, nah, I don't think I've ever had chicken pot pie. Key lime mm. pie, though. I mean, you, you know what I do make, which is along along the line of chicken pot pie, is shepherd's pie. Oh, you know, shepherd's pie is underrated. Yeah. My kids love it. Because that's got potatoes in it, right? Mashed potatoes? Yeah, you put the vegetables, you put yeah. ground beef, and then you top it with mashed potatoes, put a little cheese yeah. on there, and yeah. melt the cheese on top. Man, my kids yeah. love shepherd's pie. Yeah, I like that. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I've watched my 600-pound life enough. I could perform bariatric surgery right now. Hawk and Crowder.